welcome to episode 11 of the Live Motocross podcast. I'm Sophie McGinn uh, and joining me this week we have got Lee Jones from, uh, we'll call it Team Apex this week. Uh, Lee, how are you doing? Not too bad, Sophie. You? You all good? Yeah, I guess so. Getting used to this, like, speaking to people through a computer now, which is a bit weird. <laughs> computer, it took me 10 minutes to figure out how to do it. <laughs> right then. Um, we've got you on the podcast this week because, obviously, there is a lot going down in the world of motocross, especially um, with practice tracks and bits and bobs, and there's all sorts of stuff flying around. Um, what's been going on with you? What's What's been happening at, at uh, Apex? Stress. Stress <laughs> and more stress. <laughs> nah, everybody knows, like with practice tracks, and people are forgetting we had the worst, wettest period mm-hmm. since November. Yeah. And people have forgot all about that of what we had to go through with that wet period because we we really had a winter. It ain't been cold, it no frost, have we? It was just pure, no. pure wet season. It was horrible. Yeah, yeah. So we had a real tough time from November till maybe the start of March. Yeah. And then all of a sudden we have this new thing that's taking over our lives and changing everything and getting a little bit out of hand and yeah, doing it's everything. Crazy, isn't it? Oh, it's ridiculous, isn't it? But it is what it is. And up at work, we've had to try and do the best we could with it. And lucky enough, it's worked in our favour. And mm-hmm. uh, we've managed to get open to uh, private hires. Well, that's good news. Um, now, I know we spoke a little bit before the podcast about you've had quite a bit of shit, haven't you, the past couple of weeks on uh, social media and bits and bobs for actually opening. Um, but like Gareth said in the, in the podcast last week, you've been one of the ones that's been doing it properly, as it were. The thing um, is what I say, so if it's armadillo skin, nobody likes me up there anyhow. So it's just taking <laughs> on a bit more, isn't it? Yeah, this is true. <laughs> <laughs> run, running a practice track, you're never, ever, ever going to keep everybody happy, are you? Yeah. So yeah. You've got to have a bit of armadillo skin, I say, and take the, take it as it comes. Take the good mm-hmm. with the good and you take the bad with the bad. But the hardest thing with it for me was like what we had to put in place. Yeah. people that, properly know me and quite tight to me mm-hmm. know I'm a pretty family man yeah so I weren't going to open up a track just to go and do it it's like I've got a family here I didn't want to bring anything home didn't know whether I was doing the right thing mm-hmm. sat down with my wife we were on furlough I could still be on furlough and it was yeah. like right are we doing the right thing and mm-hmm. then it's like this Little bit of pressure, I'd say, of being closed for so long since November. Yeah. Felt like I owed the lad something as well. And yeah, you know, pretty proud of how it's all come out and what we put in place and how it's worked for mm-hmm. us. And obviously, stood on the sort of front line with practice tracks. And everyone thought I was doing the wrong sort of thing. But to mm-hmm. see like the bigger practice tracks now all following suit, it's yeah. something to be uh, a little bit proud of. So, so talk us through what sort of things you've had to put in place because it's not been easy, has it? No, nah, not at all. Like every day, guidelines are changing and guidelines are so grey of like where you think you're going and like mm-hmm. if you think you're going, there's something else. But we had sort of got something like going that, you know, once you're allowed to start moving, 
mm-hmm. we thought we'd sort of have a go. And then like one evening he sort of said, you're allowed to open up a golf course and you're allowed to do this and you're allowed to do that. Mm-hmm. So we sort of sat down with like risk assessments, method statements, what we did just ourselves. Mm-hmm. And we sort of said, right, if we go 35 on the premises, including my five staff, mm-hmm. we could run sort of 15 to 20 riders. They can have a parent, a guardian with them, and we'll knock the spectators on the head. Yeah. So then what we did to try and make money out of it, because people got to remember it is a business, so if we ain't just up there for the love of yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. What we've been doing, we've been doing two a day. So we do 9.30 till 1.30 in car park A. Mm-hmm. And then we do two till six car park B with the second private hire. Yeah. But the biggest, biggest, luckiest thing with contacts that I've made up at the track before we even started it, I sort of asked a, a close personal friend to have a look at our risk assessments. Yeah. And stuff like this. And uh, I passed them over to him to see where he uh, where he thought on it. And uh, obviously he works for the local constabulary. Mm-hmm. And he was mega, mega chuffed with uh, what it went and how it sort of put all together. Mm-hmm. So we went with local friends on the on the first Wednesday of last month. And yeah. uh, it sort of worked. We just done low numbers of 15, real little bit iffy to start off with, thinking, are we doing the right thing? Yeah. But as day by day, this pandemic's just changing and changing and changing. Mm-hmm. And then obviously... Going back to like working with the the local library, we had a, a reference number off them because obviously everybody knows where we are. We have a high volume of public people going around the island. Oh gosh, yeah. So people didn't see that as well. So that was another thing we thought. You know, every one of those persons driving around in a car, they've all got an opinion of what we're doing, haven't we? So yeah. Lucky enough, we had a, a reference number off the police headquarters. Mm-hmm. So. They were mega happy with what we were doing, and they even had a, a couple of nine 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 calls gone into the to the service to say we were open. But obviously, because of this reference number, once it went onto the system, we got all the clearance, and we've worked with them ever since. And it, yeah. it it's been brilliant. Like honestly, I'm really lucky and proud to get that. To be honest. So just jumping back to that, then a couple of people actually called up to the police to say you were open. Yeah, yeah, that's Congrats. mad. But this is that opinion of what yeah. everybody's got, and they, you know, they're sat in a car. We've all been in lockdown, you know, mm-hmm. and it, it's just like so much happened, hasn't there? Of like what's yeah. right, what's wrong, and this is where like these people that have their opinions. I just wish sometimes they could pick up the phone and Lee, how are you doing this? How are you doing that? Instead of yeah. you know picking the phone up and going, why are you doing this? Why are you doing that? To the police mm-hmm. and. And, you know, sort of getting the sport a bad name when everything was, you know, dotted and crossed, teasing. We were all hunky-dory. I do think people kind of, they do, it's almost, this is going to sound really bad now, but, you know, when people have been locked up for ages and they just want to find anything they can pick on or to cause a bit of drama. I think a lot of this is happening now. This is what we're seeing on on Facebook and Instagram and all this sort of stuff of slandering tracks. I mean, you know, a certain one I won't mention, but I (laughs) (laughs) I didn't agree with it at all because I didn't see the behind the scenes of what was going into place, which is probably what some people felt with you as well. Mm. Would you say that's kind of the same? Because they can't see it. 
I, I, honestly, going back to like the the slander and the social yeah, yeah. media. Social media is a way you can look at something, can't you? And like mm-hmm. my own personal social media is very, very small. Yeah. And the business one is massive. Mm-hmm. So the business one, we've sort of learned over the years, don't retaliate. Everyone's entitled to their opinions. You're going to get good. You're going to get bad. But mm-hmm. like some of the slander because people couldn't get bookings people telling you how to run your own business yeah people like do this do that and they don't see what's gone into it like the hours the team have put in up there Mm -hmm. to get these like you know not playing a fiddle because like I say it's a business and what you put in is what you get out yeah but what people didn't see was every time I was getting home at sort of half past seven eight o'clock I was in the office then trying to book people in Mm. and it just kept going on and on (laughs) <laughs> and it was got a bit stressful to be honest I can imagine because even just doing that normally and and trying to get everything sorted on a day-to-day basis is difficult never mind that added pressure of then managing you mm. know the general public we always have a bit of a break then we we you know you always chuck your private eye but the business mm-hmm. is open on Wednesday Thursday Saturday and Sunday so mm-hmm. you always have a couple of days off here and it is a little bit you know, once you've been doing it, it is sort of relaxed and everything. Yeah. But like this of what we're going through now has just been 150 mile an hour, 14 hours a day, seven days a week. And it's took took the toll. It has definitely, definitely yeah. took the toll. So how do you think that's going to sort of affect um, practice tracks and yourselves in the future? I, same again, Soph. I just think we're having... Mm. Day by day, things are going to change, aren't they, all the time? And mm-hmm. grey areas of like, do you make a stand? Do you not make a stand? Do you go forward? Do you stand on the fence? Mm-hmm. My gut, gut feeling is, I think like sort of middle of July-ish, I may have a couple of days in the week where I will open up to the public. Yeah. But it is then, where do you draw this line on making sure everything's like safe, everything's going the right way? the weather we've got at the moment would you really want would you really want 80 odd people up there on a weekday with this weather it's just so so hard at the moment with the weather and and what's right and wrong Mm. but going back to the slander and uh our uh, mates practice track up, (laughs) up a bit it's just hard isn't it like you read all those comment and see what he's doing to our sport and this and that but like the thing is for me the people that are going there giving the fella his money Mm -hmm. and still slagging him off I know if 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 you're not happy with what he's doing why don't you just get back in your vehicle turn around and go home yeah you haven't got to pay him like you haven't got to be in that queue you haven't got to take a picture on your phone you haven't got to put it all over social media and then Mm -hmm. 20 minutes later go through the gates and give him whatever he charges to ride that's what I cannot get me around is how the sport is very very changing with like people's ideas and telling us what to do and you know if everyone had the right ideas there'd be a lot more practice tracks out there and I wouldn't be on the podcast to you now talking about this would I (laughs) this is true (laughs) so So, go on Toph um right then so obviously moving forward everything's a little bit up in the air um but what have you got sort of planned for uh apex track have you got anything new going in what have you got going on just at the moment, we've just like, like 
with what was going on, we've mm-hmm. we've changed it a little bit. We've actually uh, tamed all the jumps down because everybody knows like we're in a tight area and Mitch loves the jumps up there, doesn't he? So he always puts big <laughs> boot to lips on them for everybody. And But what we've actually done now is sort of tamed it all down. It was one thing we put in our risk assessment of what was mm-hmm. going on with the, with the A&E. We just thought if we sort of tame all the jumps down a little bit and make them a little more, more you know, yeah. enjoyable, friendly, I should say. Yeah, and touch wood, we uh, we've done all right at the moment. So I ain't going to tempt and talk about it, but we've done really, really well. Everyone who's come have been absolutely brilliant. They've all obeyed by our rules. They've all done their social distancing. It's like I was saying to them when they come in because we give them a little bit of a chit chat. And like, because they're in an elevated spectators area from off that network of that island, Mm -hmm. I just said to him, I said, I don't want to be giving the police the same answer what you're giving me. We're family, we're family. So even though family people are allowed to stand together, even in spectators area, we don't allow it. We just like make everyone do the two meters. So it's just giving, you know, other people judgment down on that island that we're doing social distancing and not people taking photos of us queuing all the way up the motorway to get in yeah it's crazy isn't it it is yeah it is a lot of it is frying my brain at the moment I'm not gonna lie <laughs> oh, so the, the hardest thing is with it it's like I said there aren't many people like us up there anyhow for what you do and upset people mm-hmm. and everything else but some of the comments was just like hang on a minute you don't know me you don't know what we do mm-hmm. you don't know about my business and I had to uh make a phone call to the one fella to be honest and Mm. sort of say you know have I upset you in a previous life have I done something to you and (laughs) it was quite funny it was so but that was a great conversation (laughs) so I always have to have the last say I do that's the trouble with me to shut up (laughs) but it is hard it is hard taking um the slander but like for me with the the team I've got up there so like I said, I've got a bit of thick skin, so bring it yeah. on. But the people that work for me, it affects them as well, it does. And like yeah. the effort they put in and people running them down as well, I, I just not having it. We're yeah. one big team up there. And when I ain't there, I feel safe. And when Mitch ain't there, he, he knows his machine's looked after yeah. with the way I treat that. But, you know, when people are like really that bad and won't give you uh, a bit of a break, I take it to art, I do, because, you know, mm. they're giving my staff a bit of grief and I don't like that, to be honest. Yeah, I but agree with everyone's you. entitled to their opinion, but they've only got to pick up the phone. Telephone number's easy to get hold of, of Apex Motocross, and they've only got to ask some questions, haven't they? Yeah, exactly. That's how I look at it. Right then, uh, moving forward, racing. Now, how are you feeling about the whole race situation potentially being picked up? Uh, towards August time now? Gut feeling. I really, really do hope we get something going mm-hmm. because when you are sort of involved in the industry and, and see what, you know, is going on, like I said, we have had the worst, wettest winter ever. Yeah, yeah. And it ain't just practice tracks it's affecting. It, it's every single bit of the industry in motocross, motorsport, what's about. Everyone's yeah, yeah. had such a tough, tough time of it. And that was one thing with the practice tracks. I feel like, you know, you started the wheels turning and the industry's starting to like move a little bit and everybody's waiting to see what everybody does. But my gut feeling and hand on art, I hope we see a little bit of racing towards the the end of uh, July. 
Yeah, me too. But like um, champion cha- AMCA championship, mm-hmm. don't know. I'm on the I'm on the fence with that one. Yeah, this is going to be my next question because obviously uh, you're quite heavily involved with the AMCA. You have been yeah. for a few years now. I've upset a few there as well in my time. Can't take you anywhere. No. <laughs> um, so yeah, like I say, heavily involved with the AMCA. Um, do you think I haven't seen any many statements or kind of much information come from them? To be honest, I, I have been speaking to a few behind uh, sort of closed doors, and I, yeah. To be fair, so if I think the AMCA have done a real good thing, they've sort of sat on the fence. Mm-hmm. They have got a plan in place. And once yeah. they know that plan's in place, they're going to put statements out there, aren't they? Oh, I think good. what we were getting, weren't we? We were getting all these dates coming up. Everybody was getting their hopes up. Right, we're going to be riding on the 15th of April. Yeah, bang, we didn't do it. Right, we're going to be yeah, riding yeah. on this date. Bang. And then we were all in this like high, low, high, low, weren't we? Yeah. And I think that just builds everyone's frustration probably as well, doesn't it? I think like we all know, don't we, this uh, motocross is such a social sporting event and the thing what we're going through at the moment it just ends socializing is it it's like yeah. you've got to be doing it right but going back to the racing my gut gut feeling is I think we will have some racing and like going back a little bit coming away from the championship which is the one I'm more important in we've got to get the club club meetings going first haven't we yeah definitely because like you know everyone's paid their money for these licenses and mm-hmm. it's not the AMCA just then about the air the championship is it it's like these grassroots people who yeah it's everyone yeah. yeah exactly so i think if we can get that going and sort of see how the the weather's sort of looking our seasons are changing aren't we so i think we can run on a little bit longer than what we normally did yeah but the lads at the moment i've sort of said to them it just depends on if we do get a championship where do we go with it do we run like real small rounds and we don't bother like as a team sort of do it and mm-hmm. then just roll everybody over for 2021 and then we sort of keep all our budgets and stuff like that yeah or, definitely. yeah every, like this is that a thing what i was saying earlier so if everyone's got their opinion and like me being in that paddock and seeing it if they ran a three or four round series mm-hmm. are you really a truly champion in my eyes yeah see this is this is the thing isn't it because mm-hmm. You know, there was rumours flying around of the ACU running two-day events. And I know when we spoke to Sean on the podcast, Sean Simpson, he was keen for a two-dayer. And, yeah. you know, that would then give six rounds, effectively. So, yeah. is six rounds enough for a championship? We See, that's what I've talk- this is what I sort of said to our lads. I said, at any f- five, 100%, we'll go for it, you know, mm-hmm. as a team. But then, like, regulations, what might come in? The pretty yeah. awnings might, might not even be able to set up, have they? Do you know what I mean? It might just yeah. be a right. We just don't know where it's going to go. But for me, being involved in it and seeing where, you know, things lie with it, if the AMCA can sort of say we're going to do a minimum of five rounds, but we're going to try for six, mm-hmm. 100% I commit to them boys to, to, get, uh, to get the championship going like. Yeah, defo. Because right like, they've all been excited about it and they've had the biggest <laughs> kick in the nuts ever. Oh, God. it's It's been hard, hasn't it? I think, especially over the last few months, it's kind of nice to see on social media that a lot of riders are still sticking to the training, mm. you know, keeping motivated. Yeah, yeah. But like people are forgetting, we all went through this in 2001, didn't we, with the, yeah, uh, yeah. the animal thing. I can't remember the... Uh, was it foot and mouth? Foot and it? mouth, that's the one. Yeah. 
yeah. And because obviously social media weren't as big, mm-hmm. we still had all these problems of what we were going through and and everything else with foot and mouth. But I do honestly think, gut feeling, we'll get uh, a bit of racing underway sort of towards the end of uh, end of July. And I think once one person sort of stands on that fence and am I right, am I wrong, am I, you know, doing the right thing and he goes for it, I think there's going to be a few people that will follow suit. Yeah, I agree. Um, right then, now you keep mentioning the boys, but talk us through your AMCA team you've got this year. Yeah, that seems like such, such a long time ago. Yeah. <laughs> Like, I can't keep mentioning stress because I reckon I can't have any more stress yeah. in my body whatsoever. But You need to ban that word. I know. I can even imagine, remember speaking to you down at Western and I hadn't even yeah, got any yeah. riders. I know, yeah. It was real, real tough time it was of what was flying around and even myself learning of how people will sort of play what you're giving and then they'll play it against somebody else and then they'll play it against me. And you could just see this little bit of cat and mouse going on. And I was like, you know what? I ain't in it for this. Yeah. You know, it has to be enjoyment for us. Like I said, family, Brandon absolutely loves it. And when we were trying to get these sort of different riders, this and that, it just weren't enjoyable. Yeah, yeah. And then last minute when I was like, you know what? Is it time to call it? Is it not? It all just fell into place. And the lads I've got now... Oh, my God. Real, <laughs> real, real, real good lads, like all of them. All oh, real good lads. So all all been pretty busy. We all had a, a bit of a program of what we were going to try and do. Mm-hmm. And then, obviously, with this COVID, they all uh, had a kick in the nuts as well and mm-hmm. put us back. But, lucky, some of them have still been out riding and, and just raring to go. But I think we all know that, obviously... If the AMCA can get a couple of club meetings in, the boys are going to turn up and, you know, slowly start get back behind the gate. Is it so? Um, just having a look quick nosy on your, your team pages now. Um, so you've got James Hanscom. Yeah, we've had James now since 2015, I think. I was going to say. Ja- James is where it really started. And uh, to be honest, it was quite funny, actually, the other day because uh, James come up riding. And seeing James of like 13, 14 on these uh, little small bikes to see him driving in his old man's van last week <laughs> to come practicing with his girlfriend and his sister. It was quite humbling, it was, of to see Aww. bloody hell, where's all this time going of, you know, little James driving his van and coming practicing himself. So, Aww. But yeah, it's, it's been back a fair bit with James and I'm really, really pleased, really pleased that he uh, committed to the AMCA if we ever get it going. And that's going to be his main focus and championship because we all see what he could do at the odd round last year when he yeah, uh, turned up. So for him to commit to 100% to one championship, I was uh, over the moon with it. Oh, mega. Uh, so next up on your list, um, this guy, bags of natural talent. I mean, it just makes it look easy, I think, uh, is Damon. Damon yeah. Stridham. Damo. Damo's Styling. been uh, He can definitely ride a bike. Like, you know, <laughs> to get to get a job to go and work with KTM to do all their press releases, mm-hmm. that ain't no uh, mean task. So, yeah. obviously, people know Damien's so, so stylish. And 
got married recently. He's been backwards and forwards to South Africa. He's back over here now, settled down. Mm. And uh, him and his dad, Mike, are really looking forward to getting back into the motocross scenes and uh, having a bit of enjoyment, I think, because like, they've come over, didn't they, a few years ago and yeah. chasing the dream and seeing what it's all about. And at the end of the day, once we're in that AMCA, it's just enjoyment. And Damo mm. works like six days a week. His dad works his nuts off as well. So... I think they're just looking forward to it now of just, you know, motocross of a weekend and work in the week and enjoy it as much as they can. Yeah, defo. So you've got, obviously, both of them boys in the 125s. Yeah, which uh, I said I'd a... never do again. I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, uh, like how James all sort of fell into place, even if James didn't want to do AMCA, the, uh, the family knows mm. me and James will go to the end, definitely, mm-hmm. because it started there and, It'll finish there, I should say. Oh, that's good. So, yeah. Uh, but, so, uh, next cool. up as well, you've got uh, your MX2 rider, Henry. Henry. Henry Williams. Yeah. Who I think Henry's uh, just like, I've been, like, like I said, when you sort of put these teams together and you speak to people, I was speaking to Henry for 2019. Mm-hmm. And just little things would like go in different ways. Like, if you remember, I couldn't get a MX1 rider. Yeah. And then Gary fell in right at the last minute. He did, yeah. So I was going to go with two MX2s originally. Mm-hmm. And then because of the way KTM sort of wanted to go and I wanted to go, mm-hmm. I wanted to try and like get across the board. So that's why we went with Gary instead of Henry. And then obviously with Jamie moving on to to British. Henry straight away and Aww. really really pleased with Henry at the moment he's uh he's had a bit of a knock on his uh, knee towards the end of last year yeah and uh he carried on and uh fair play to Henry he's really really been listening and he's been putting the uh the time in we're, oh, all, good. we're all in this uh whatsapp group and it's all quite competitive <laughs> does I'm not all, surprise oh it's quite funny it isn't that like they're all trying to get the old the old man to try and do all these times and this and that they started wearing <laughs> me out a few months ago they did oh blooming heck so um, yeah right looking then. forward with henry now this is something that you said to me that you d- you were never gonna do never say <laughs> never <laughs> uh you've got a british championship mx1 rider on the team haven't you yeah Corey hockey Corey, yeah so has Corey gone up from AMCA now? What, what what's that? Uh, Corey's come to AMCA. Like Corey's done, oh, yeah, he done the EMX two fifty, yeah, two stroke, didn't he? he? Done a couple of GPs. Corey has as yeah, well. Like, yeah. Corey's been around uh, a long, long time, mm-hmm. and uh, just sort of speaking to him and see where he wanted to go with it, and mm-hmm. didn't even have to ask really. Richard and mm-hmm. Corey were just one hundred percent. Soon as I sort of said, Lee. Don't care if it's a sticker, don't care if it's a Bridgestone tyre or whatever, we're there. And it, it, it sort of ended like that. I didn't have to put a proposal together and they were just so, so keen to give it a go, I think. Oh, good. And fair play to Corey. He's uh, grabbed it with uh, both hands and uh, he's definitely putting the effort in as well. He is. We have to t- try and tell him to stay off the bike a bit. He's been riding absolutely <laughs> flat out. He has <laughs> When everyone's been cooped up for a while, aren't they? They're just going to be out every day. Yeah, yeah. So, um, and also you've got Jacob Randall as well. Uh, yeah, yeah. 
He's now Youth 125 and EMX 125. He is, yeah. Little thing with Jacob of... Uh come together and Jacob's got his own sort of path of where he wants to be and Mm -hmm. what he wants to get out of it Mm -hmm. and you know put a package together for John and they just do their own sort of thing really and just just use our sort of products and Mm -hmm. and help them out along the way as much as we can but absolutely lovely family and a lovely lad Jacob is he's definitely got uh, his plans where he wants to go with it and they all know it's a massive, massive learning curve for him, but where better way to start in the deep end and get on with it? Yeah, like everybody knows that we're uh, associated with uh, KTM and mm-hmm. um, to keep that going uh, is just amazing. But like where we sort of go with 21, which everybody who races a motocross bike, I think it's mm-hmm. going to be tough times for us for 21. And I think like, you know, speaking to to Matt, that mm-hmm. you know, if there is only a couple of round series, we probably won't do it as a team. Like the lads yeah. will probably just go and sort of do it their self, sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And I have said to the lads straight away, you know, if everybody's happy, we just roll it straight over to twenty twenty one. Don't even mess around this that. We just keep with what we got. And then yeah. I ain't got to keep pestering everybody. Then can we have this? Can we do that for you? Can we promote this and do that? We just keep what we've got for twenty twenty. Yeah. So I have spoke to uh, a lot of them when it all went through and we were just all in the same boat and not knowing where it was going, how it's going to work. But you can just see things slowly starting to fall into place. And I do actually think we'll have some racing, whether it's championship racing, just don't know. So we're just going to have to see how it all goes. Yeah. (laughs) See where we are with it. Well, I reckon then I'll probably round up uh, episode 11. Thanks, Lee, for coming on, on board and chatting with us. Yeah, appreciate it, so. Uh, I hope it's kind of shed a bit of light on, on what you guys are putting into Apex at the moment for yeah. people. It, it's just like this thing of like, you know, we're all in it together, aren't we? And mm. it's, it's just hard. And I think like once we're all in this industry, if we can all scratch each other's backs and help each other out, it's going to make it a lot more easier than people standing on the fence thinking what they think and not knowing what's right that was the hardest thing for me to to see what was going on of you know practice track shouldn't be open you shouldn't be doing this you shouldn't be doing that but like a lot of people don't know we we're a business we don't run under anybody and it was that big thing that I wanted to take on and make sure it was right I weren't going to do it if it weren't right and pretty pleased that everyone sort of looked to see if I was going to get Lynch first and they've all sort of followed suit, haven't they? That's it. So That's it. Well, thanks again, Lee, for coming uh, on episode 11. I'm sure we'll have you on again at some point. You can't do that, Soph, because uh, there'll be favouritism. Get, keep getting handcuffed to all these uh, podcasts. You'll be upsetting a few people. <laughs> They'll get over it, <laughs> won't they? <laughs> There we are. So that rounds up episode 11. If you want to subscribe to the Live Motocross podcast, make sure you head over to iTunes, Acast and Spotify and tune in with us every Friday where we drop a brand new episode. See you then.